Yo, this is Jay Cuts Fresh. You're checking out the Barber Life Podcast. This is for all barbers, no matter your age, race, or status. Barber Life. Hey, yo, what's going on? It's your boy Jake back with another episode of the Barber Life Podcast. This is barbering in real life. I'm a real life barber, cutting hair and meeting people and, and making people's day better. Um, you can check me out at jakecutsfresh.com for all my content. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at jake underscore cuts underscore fresh. And as always, if you ever found any value in this, tell a friend to tell a friend. Check, Keep pushing it around. I'm getting so much uh, good feedback. I'd like to help more people. That's how we do it here. So... Been a little while since I talked to my homie here. I got uh, my friend on the line. This uh, this young man is coming up fast as hell. So um, lots changed since the last time we talked, which is funny. I think was exactly six months ago, almost to the date. Um, so uh, without further ado, I want to introduce Trim Reaper, my man Brady. And uh, I guess I should say Brady, a.k.a. Trim Reaper. I don't know how to do those things, man. I just know he was Trim Reaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? Glad to be back on. Yeah, so. yeah. What's going on? How's your day going? Uh, good, man. It was uh, Monday's usually my day off, but I ended up getting uh, getting two getting two heads in. One of them was a collab I did with a, with a stylist friend of mine. So it was cool. a good little fun day, you know? What? Uh, how many days do you take off? Like what you, you said Monday and then another day as well, or? Yeah, so my situation is kind of weird, as you know. It's I'm not in like a normal shop, um, but I try to do Sunday Monday, but uh, most weeks that doesn't happen. Most weeks I'm usually seven days a week in the shop. <laughs> the grinder, yeah, that's good. Grind is good because you've been licensed professional barber for how long now? Uh, I just hit two years in December. Okay, all right, so. You're definitely entering that like clientele space of, of your career. <laughs> like your your clientele's yeah. no joke. That's that's I feel like it takes about two years to figure out what kind of barber you really are, what kind of barber you want to be, and what kind of clientele you want to attract, sort of bring in and ones you want to cut off. You know? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I've I've noticed that more so in the last like in the last six months when I switched to my spot now, um, it was really a, uh, all right, now it's time to, to almost pick the clients I want in my chair and not cut the ones I don't want to be cutting. Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful. That's pretty huge. Um, I don't know that other careers have that sort of freedom. <laughs> I don't yeah. I, I don't know because I never really worked that many. But um yeah, so so the, yeah, your situation where you're at is explain it to me. I don't actually, I don't even fully understand it, but I know that you essentially rent your space, right? And yes. I, okay, so go ahead. So some some shit went down with my last shop, and I had a a lot of disagreement with the owner on how things were ran and how how we were treated like employees, but we're paying booth rent. So I eventually just said, "All right, I'm out." And I just happened to luck into, like, finally meeting in person the guy that owns the salon that I'm based out of now. We went to barber school around the same time and have a lot of, like, mutual barber friends. And uh, so we are a 21-station salon. We have 21 stylists. Woo! <laughs> and, yeah, in the salon, there's another small room with two barber chairs attached to it. That's our barber shop. So me and him work in there. I'm in there usually, like I said, like seven days a week. And then he works Thursday through Saturday. Okay. So I rent that chair. And it turns into basically my own private studio throughout the week because I'm just always in there a lot of times by myself. Um, And it's sectioned off. I mean, it's right at the front of the salon, but it's sectioned off. Like we have a door. I can close the door and just kind of have my own space and not, you know, have everything you know muddled together with everything outside of it. Uh, oh, but, so, so sorry. Let me stop you there for a second. I want to. Uh, so, you are they all private like that? No. So, like the salon itself, 
is just one big, like almost one big circle. Um, and we have 21 stations in the salon itself with like our processing room, our shampoo sinks, like everything like that. And then me and Joe, who's the, uh, him and his wife own the salon. Mm -hmm. She's a, an international educator for Pope Riot hair, which is amazing to work next to every day. Um, me and Joe have the barbershop, which is just sectioned off from the salon itself. So we have our own little private area. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So whereas you're there more than him, you close that door. It's essentially just you and the client. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. That's cool. And we we so... really have like a cool like aesthetic. We have like a, as you walk in the, like the front entrance to our shop almost looks like it's on like a downtown, like street corner in a brownstone. We have like a red and white striped awning and like a, a green door. Like it's cool. That is cool. Aesthetics is is huge. I'm I'm in the process of remodeling my shop right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just we're, bought... we're trying to figure that out too. Yeah, I just I just pulled the trigger on five new chairs today. I was like, you no, know, I was gonna wait till next year to get chairs because I, you know, the ones I have work. That you know, yeah. new chairs not gonna make me any more money. But you know, when it comes to aesthetics, like you said, I've got one, two, three, four, five different style chairs in here. Right. I mean, they're all black and silver, but there's only <laughs> there's only three that match, I think. Right. And it's that, that, that little subtle differences that the clients won't notice, but you'll look at and be like, oh, I kind of wish that was all the same. Yeah. See, I feel like they will notice. I feel like they're going to be like, yo, what is up with these? <laughs> How come this chair? Like, I got some chairs that just got, like, rips in. Like, it's, just, it's getting bad, right? Yeah. So there's a sale today. Uh, Minerva, shout out to Minerva Beauty. They they always seem to take great care of me. They always seem to knock a couple hundred off here or there. Oh, yeah. um, that, that's a good company so far. Their chairs I've bought that they've made, they're really great. Um, getting off on a tangent, but I, this, just a quick story. I bought these really nice, like super thick pads. You, you felt those pads when you came by for the event. I mean, when you stand on those, like they're like one inch thick, like, like standing on the cloud. Yeah. Um, you know, for the mats, I mean, and so I had bought some, and then like a year and a half later, I bought some other ones. I bought some more, the same ones. And he was like, oh, you know, these went up like 50 bucks a piece. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, you know what? I'll just give you the same price. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, you know, that's the kind of company that they are. So it's all, about, it's all about forming that connection. Yeah, shout out to Minerva. So cool. All right, so you got that going now. You pay your rent weekly like any other barber or? Yeah, yeah. So I pay weekly. I pay every Wednesday. And uh, it's kind of cool just paying in the middle of the week because that's when uh, it's just when everybody that like is part of the business is here. So it's it's just uh, it kind of takes out, you know, on a Saturday when I want to get out of here at like 3 p.m. I'm not like, oh, hold on. Let me run to the ATM and pay you booth rent. Right. Uh, on a Wednesday, you know, I'll be here until like like last Wednesday. I think I was here until like 11 p.m. And uh, I just like I just walk in. I put it on the desk. I'd go back about my business and I come and go as uh, I just kind of come and go as I need to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Cause it's it, total freedom, you know? Yeah. So, so does every stylist or every person that have a key to the joint, like if they want to go in, every booth renter does. Uh, yeah. So we have, I think 16 or 17 booth renters total, not including me. Uh, and then four or five employees, three of which are uh, assistants around the salon which really makes it a lot easier being here, not having to like, you know, sweep up after every haircut yourself. Like you always have an assistant coming around helping you with whatever you need. Like if I need hot towels, I don't have to go make them. I'm just like, Hey, so-and-so can you go make me like five hot towels? Really? They just run, do it, put it in there and you know, make it so much easier on all of us. That's incredible. That's so the assistants are, they're not other stylists. They're just paid assistants. It's like um, people that are in cosmetology school. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That's like the same thing as Alicia. So my wife salon, the same thing. You know, that's what they, okay. So, so it's essentially, you're getting the best of both worlds there, man. Really? Oh, hundred percent. You're like, getting that luxurious, like service of the salon. You're getting the barbershop feel. You're getting the come and go as you please and being able to, oh yeah. So that's the other thing. So what do you charge? Like, are you able to charge whatever you want? Kind of? Yeah. So... When I came and started working here, I had been charging $18 a haircut in my last, my last shop. And uh, I personally felt like I was worth more than that. 
So they were I think like, I said that too. I think I said that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like when we were talking before, before I left, when I was like, Hey, like, what do I do? You straight up told me that. And Joe, the owner here, when I first met him, he was like, there's no way you should be charging that. Like you need to charge what you think you're worth. So I moved here and I immediately went to 30. Um, yeah. Now I'm at 30, 45 with a beard, uh, 60 with a shave. And, uh, you know, I'm not booked out fully, but I'm busy. You know, I'm busy enough. Yeah. You're there seven days a week, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you certainly, with your talent, any, and this is, this is you, this is any man with skill, any woman with skill, any person with, uh, with a talent and is willing to put in the extra work, which you clearly are, you got to have to worry about home anymore. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, you just have to worry about saving. Like, what are you going to do with it? You know, right. Like, make sure you do the right things. Um, and, and that's what I'm learning now is like, I was used to like, you know, in a busy walk-in barbershop, like money in, money out. Like it's, it goes by, it goes quick. Yeah. You know, getting cash every day where now, like I pay my booth rent. Like I'm technically, I technically say, like we say I'm a business owner cause I have my own private space. Yep. Um, I'm, it kind of forces me to be a little bit more accountable with that stuff. Yes. Uh, which is awesome, which is something that I've felt I've felt that I've grown with a lot the last six months is like just being a little bit smarter. I still make a lot of stupid choices with my money sometimes, but like I'm twenty two years old. Like it, it's <laughs> what I do, so. Yeah, I mean you got a good ten years of jacking your money up before <laughs> Right. You know. Right. Uh, you know, and it all depends on what kind of life you want, man. Like I you know, I, I'm I'm definitely guilty of giving people advice and then afterwards asking them like, well, actually, what do you want to do? Like, you know, like, because not everybody wants this life that I want to have or that I think they want to have. Like, you know, I knew for me, I wanted to be married and have kids someday. I didn't know. I definitely didn't want it anywhere near my 20s. Right. You know? <laughs> definitely not. So I went nuts, you know. Um, yeah, I, did. I made about 150000 huge mistakes with my money until i was about 30 29 30 yeah and that's the thing too is like and that's how i like kind of rationalize it i'm always just like you know once i start quote unquote becoming an adult and like settling down and like really settling into my life like now's the time to you know go buy those 200 dollars shoes or like buy those 200 dollars clippers or like you know yeah spend you... the money stupidly Hey, get yourself the right account, and those shoes are part of your uniform. You right. Know? Those those clippers are part of you know the clippers, definitely tools of the trade. And you write, you write, you know, you, you get the right account, and you can write a lot of stuff off. Oh, hundred um, percent. And I'm not encouraging people to cheat on the taxes. I'm just saying there's 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 the laws, and when you know how to read them, right? I don't know how to read them. You know, get a good right. account. So that's dope, man. Good. So you got that going. Um, last time we talked on this piece, on this on this podcast, you talked about wanting to do education. That would be like a dream. Yeah. And then, I don't know, three or four months later, I see a flyer floating around Instagram for, you know, exactly that, man. You're going to be doing a class. and Yeah. So, yeah. That, so that's pretty dope. So how did you – get to that level where you were like, all right, I'm going to put this out. Like what comes first? Like, do you come up with the material, like the stuff you want to teach or do you find the venue and then figure out who's going and then cater to that or shoot, so, run me through that. So I, I honestly, when I did it at first, it was, I told Joe and Stephanie who are the owners of my salon. They, they advise like all my business stuff just to kind of help me through it. They've been in the industry for 15 years. So, um, I was like, hey, I want to teach a class. And Joe just looks at me and goes, cool, we'll book it. What day do you want to do it? <laughs> he's, like, well, he's like, we'll host it right here. We'll push the stations aside. We can fit 60 people in here. Like, we'll, we'll pack it. So we just kind of threw the idea around for a week. And um, all of a sudden, Stephanie texts me one day and she goes, hey, here's the flyer for your class. Might as well put it out. Might as well make an event right. And uh, I did it just on a whim. I... Uh, I hit up one of my friends. She has like real short hair. I cut her hair all the time. And uh, 
I just put the flyer out and I think we had like 23 people at my first class at my home salon, which like, like they even told me like, nobody wants to go learn from someone local. Like nobody gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Like, (laughs) so for that, there to be that many people to do both, um, to do both a demo and hands-on, like it was, it was pretty crazy. And even, uh, yeah, Brandon from your shop came up and that like, that's the homie. So I was uh, pretty stoked when he showed up, and uh, after that, I was like, "All right, cool, I can, I can do this, like legit." That's it, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I thought that more of my guys were gonna go, but um, I'm glad he went. And then, then you quickly booked another one. Yeah. Right. So, the, so um, how many have you done so far? So I've done two classes and two one-on-one hands-on education things. Um, and I have four or five more classes booked scattered throughout the year. Um, but I posted about my class and like, just kind of thanking everybody that came out and kind of being in disbelief that I had that many. And someone from a salon in Rhode Island reached out to me and said, Hey, like, I wish I could have made it. And I I just said, Hey, well, why don't we have one at your salon? (laughs) You couldn't make it up. So why don't you come down? And, uh, she said, well, it's a small salon. Like we only have four chairs, but I'm sure we can fit a, a good amount of people in here. So I booked it, made another flyer. I booked it for like a month and a half out and it sold out in like two weeks. That's so ill. So, so, I, want... I, opened more, so I, also I opened more tickets and then that sold out again. So I opened more tickets and I ended up having 35 people there. Man, that's great. And, and what are you charging for a ticket price? See, that depends because... Um, if I do a hands-on, it's more, it's obviously more expensive. Uh, but what I've, what I've charged so far was I do 50, 50 a ticket for a four hour demo, which I feel like is more than fair, you know? Yeah. And then if I do a hands-on that turns into like a seven hour class, then it's one fifty a person. That's incredible. All right. So I'm not going to put your financials out there, but people can do the math. Okay. This is a way to make great money fast, but you got to be ill. Yeah. Like like, no, like nobody the- wants to see the barber that's been doing it for two years that isn't breaking boundaries, isn't in like going to shows, isn't in the industry. It do- doesn't know what they're talking about in other words. Like it like you I always had this I always had this saying when I was making music is like, Yeah, you're dope in your living room. Right. But you're not like you're not cut out for the stage, not cut out for these ciphers. Like that's not that's not what you you're not hitting <laughs> like I don't know who told you to come here, but you don't belong here. And everybody's everybody's cold in their own shop until it's a, a different different chair, different shop, different lighting, different people. Yeah, and you may not be a good communicator. Like you may have great skill, but you might not be a great communicator. You may not be able to actually teach that in a way that makes sense, you know? Right. Um so Oh, shoot, I wish I wrote down my other thing. I had two footnotes there. I was going to bang in on for a second. Ah, I'll come back to it. It'll come back to me, hopefully. Um, now, so, that, so, that, so that's great, man. So you're able to do that. You're able to sort of generate some extra income uh, right off the bat. How much of that do you share with the salon? Like, how does that work? Like the salon that hosts the class? Yeah. Do you do like uh, you give them a percentage at all or no? No. Oh, nice. Everything. So I was told. When I booked my first class, I looked at Joe and Stephanie and said, how much do I owe you guys for, like, opening the salon on Sunday, like, letting me use the space? And she was like, no, no, no. If you teach a class, like, all of that is yours. Woo. She's like, if somebody ever tries to take a percentage or a set amount from you, don't teach the class. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you, you, you take what your time is worth. And if that person tries to take, take money from you, they're devaluing your time. And that's not something that you deal with. That's pretty interesting. See, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't have known that. I'd, I'd have been like, uh, here's some money. <laughs> right. And, it's, and it depends, too. Like, if I'm opening a class, like, to the public and I'm hosting it at a place, like, then I'll sell tickets for it. But I have, like, three or four classes booked for private education at salons, which is really my focus of my classes, is to go in and kind of show my, like, stylist-based barbering, if that makes sense. Like, my yeah. kind of combination of the two. And... If it's a private class, I do a set price. I do like a, if it's under 12 people, it's this amount of money. If it's more than 12 people because it's a big class, it's a lot more people I have to tend to. It's X amount. I gotcha. 
it kind of balances out, you know. Yeah, that's good information for anybody that's thinking about doing the same thing. I'm I'm actually one of them. I've been putting together this little this little piece on the business of barbering and uh, and also, you know, I guess quick techniques like I'm not going to teach how to do a certain haircut from the beginning to end, but like basics, you know, like right. um, stuff that you probably do every day, but I'll show you how to do it faster, better, and more right. details, you know, like um, how to, how to, how to skip steps to make, to make your time faster while still keeping quality. Like I get that. Yeah. That kind of thing. And, and like little things like um, one of the things that, that I've noticed is that, especially because I've hired so many people in the past year, year and a half, 18 months that you're so some of these, you have to really be prepared to be busy. And there's yeah. certain, there's certain habits that we all come out of school with that we all develop that don't translate to you. actually being super busy. Right. And, uh, you know, just a quick one. Like, I was talking with a couple of my barbers. They had these kids, you know, these little kids there, the twins, like three maybe, and they wouldn't stop moving around. They wanted, they wanted to have a low bald fade. They got really light skin, really dark hair. We already know that's difficult on anybody, let alone a kid that's moving. So, you know, I was like, well, don't, don't go all the way bald. Right. What do you mean? I, they asked for bald. I said, yeah, you just tell them that they can't get that yet because he's not going to sit still. So imagine you taking out, uh, a close shaver line on a kid that won't stop moving. It's not going to happen. Like put the close shave away. Don't even break out the trimmers. Like really? I now you know, I, anybody can scarf at this all they want, but that's how I've been doing it for years. It's like, Oh, we'll work up to that. We'll get it. We'll get it that bald. Once he's able to sit still, you right. know, I have, I have no problem training my clients on how things are going to be in my station. <laughs> you know right. I mean? And that's the thing. And if like a parent doesn't like, like my thing is if somebody doesn't like that, there's so many other barbers they can go see. Like, yeah, and that's I'm not even being a dickhead about it. Like, just right. like, well, that's just how I roll, and I right. think you like it here. Like, it's gonna look dope. It's just gonna be like, uh, you know, 72 hours faster on the grow back. You know what I mean? Like, that's all. You know, like it's not gonna be, but you know, just that's a, just a for instance. So as I'm sitting here blabbing, I'm thinking. I, I remember what I was gonna ask you when that woman from the Providence Salon said. Yeah, I wish I wish I could have gone and missed it. What is it about you? Now, this may be too personal, but what is it that's in you and about you in your life where you responded with, well, why don't we do it there? Because that, to me, is a tremendous amount of confidence. Because I know if it were me, I'd have been like, oh, well, I'll let you know when the next one is. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I, I mean? But you're like, eh, yeah, well, what about doing one over there? Like that. What is it about that self-efficacy there that you, you seem to have it? I know some other barbers that have it, like, where you just go, all right, well, let's do this. Like, you just totally made a great opportunity for yourself. My thing is, um, like, long story short, like, this is kind of, this was coming to this salon. Like, I almost stopped cutting after I left my last shop. I was just, like, burnt out. And I was like, well, if I can't do what I want to do in six months, then I'm going to call it quits. Mm. So when I saw that she was like, oh, I wish we could have made it. I was like, well, this is my chance to do what I came here to do. Okay. All right. So hold on. Rewind. 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 <laughs> this is this is very interesting to me because I love this. I love this goal-based stuff that you're talking about. So you said, you told yourself, you made, yep. a, you made a promise to yourself, a guarantee to yourself that if you're not doing what you want to do within this time frame, then that's enough for me. And that must that so did that light the fire under your ass for that well when i like when i came here i was like you know i've been in four other barbershops and i've never they've never worked out i've always hated like having a boss like i, I didn't like nobody's my boss you know right and i told myself that like because this was completely starting over like i lost 90 percent of my clientele like the first month and a half i did like one haircut a day maybe two yeah maybe. and i know you've gone through that oh yeah so now, you know, not even six months later, I think I just hit five months here. I'm doing seven, eight, nine, ten on a consistent basis. I told myself, if I can't make this happen and I can't make this what I want to make this, what the fuck am I doing? You know, right. like, why am I wasting time when I could honestly put it into something else? I love cutting hair. I would always cut hair, but like maybe it's time to explore something different. And mm -hmm. when I taught that first class, that really lit a fire under my ass. And I was like, well, I've been here two months. 
and uh like i'm already doing things that i didn't think were going to happen in a year you know so i was like why not go full speed ahead like zero to 100 and stop like messing around i like it i, I love it I- so this is this is this is the stuff that I'm very interested in. Is the mindset behind all of the people in the world that are successful at anything, and that's why I get to that point with you. I I just want to like help people understand. There's a great quote, uh, Eric Thomas, motivational speaker, about you, you're so quick. We're so quick to say, hey, when this product doesn't do what it's designed to do or doesn't do what it guarantees to do, you want your money back, but you never hold yourself to that standard. You never hold, never ask yourself, you know, why didn't you get this done? Why don't you, you know? Right. And you can't, you can't get time back. So like, my thing is if I'm wasting my time, then I'm failing myself. Like I don't, I'm not worried about failing anybody around me. I'm worried about numero uno and I don't want to fail myself. You know, like I don't want to fail what I set out to do. Yeah. And me and one of my friends, like a dude that I came up with, like, cutting hair like we i've known him since like literally elementary school um we actually got into like a big argument over it because he said that he's seen my attitude shift in like the last six months and i was like yeah it has to bro like i've been working my ass off like you don't see the amount of like model free haircuts i do like the amount of nights i'm here till midnight and then back at 7 a.m like i live an hour away from the salon and i'm here till 11 p.m most nights wow (laughs) i was like i was like i'm just not settling for shit anymore like we we do the same thing we just see shit differently. Right. I know that feeling. You're going to separate from people. I mean, hopefully you, you all patch it up and, and remain, I mean, remain friends on some level. But Yeah, we're civil. I just don't like – that's the kind of people that I don't – I don't want to say don't associate with, but like I don't feed my time into that because like yeah. it was like you're a hypocrite. Like you think you're better than everyone because you're teaching classes. And I was like it's not though because I just have different knowledge than everyone else because I've invested in myself more. And I was like, who do you know would pack up in 10 days and fly across the country to go to a hair show for three days? Yeah. So when's the last time you stayed after work to do a free haircut because you wanted to try a new hairstyle? Like, that's that's all it comes down to is, like, everybody yeah. wants to be famous. Nobody wants to put the work in that famous quote, you know, like. Yeah, that's that that happens. I I think for me, what I see with that is just I know what I want. So. I'm going for it. Yeah. Um, You're either you wanna, against me. Yeah. And like, not like, I don't, I don't say to people in a, in a rude way. I'm just like, well, this is, I have very serious goals this year and I'm hitting them no matter what. So I don't really have time to hang out right now. Like, you know, I didn't drink for like a year, a couple of years ago because right. every time I drank, it turned into me staying up too late. Not that I, not that I was like drinking a lot, but it was one of those things where like, this is not helping me. You get to this point in your life where you realize what you want. It's you see where it is, and everything you do has to point towards it. Right. Right. So if like if I really want to be, you know, hustle man and get all these things done, my health needs to be good. So I need to eat good. I need to go to the gym. I need to sleep. You know, right. I can't. I can't be smoking weed and drinking all night. <laughs> That's not gonna. I'm not saying don't ever do that. I'm just saying this. It doesn't point towards my goal, so I don't do it. And uh, I've I've had some separation from some friends as well, and it's it's, it's really hard because I miss I miss them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I, think, I think it all kind of comes back to that. Like, you really see who the people that are with you are once you start doing the shit you told them you're gonna do. For sure, because you're gonna like, see people like that. Some people still think it's weird. Some yeah. people will still shake their head and be like, yeah, but you changed, dog. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, but you stay the same. That's like, that's the problem, you know? Like, <laughs> to- if I don't see, like, like I think I, I, we touched on it last time I was on, or last time we did the last episode where I was like, whenever I felt personally stunted by anything, it's time to make a change. And that now doesn't just go for hair that goes for like anything. Like if I feel personally stunted, like my, I'm not growing in a friendship or a relationship or with a female or whatever, I'm sorry, but I'm out. Yeah. Like, and there's no, there's no apologies. There's nothing. I have to look, look at what's best for me. And that comes from a business standpoint as well. Like I just had to, I just had to fire a client who like no call, no showed me twice, showed up late twice 
and then would be like book a haircut and then ask for a beer trim when I got there. And I was like, look, bro, like I can't, I'm not doing it anymore. Like, I'm sorry. I appreciate you as a client, but like, you're not helping me out at all with my business. Like, yeah, it's cool. You booking appointments, but now I can't get my other clients in. Mm-hmm. It, the, you've designed a system and this yeah. is the system you kind of got to play with if you want to play with me, you know? Right. Um, that's a boss move. You know, a lot of people listen to this. But let me clarify something right now, too, for the people that listen and go, man, this guy is selfish. Uh, that's not it. When you get super focused on a goal and there's only thing that's holding you back is your own bullshit, you start to dismantle the bullshit off and get rid of it. And then you get closer and closer to your goal. And when you goal, it's so astounding, incredibly, it's more addictive than anything in the world <laughs> yep. when you get it because it's like, boom. And so you're actually helping people. You're, you're, you're actually, this is, I'm going to stop myself. I'm actually ditching two or three people to help two or three people. Right. That's what's going on. Like, you're educating people. You're inspired with your work. And probably some good and you're getting good follows on, on Instagram and like the sort of fame side is there. And people that are dopey and not really fit for this kind of thing gonna only see it their way. And right. the people that are ready to build and ready to look at new things with an open mind and open heart that are positive and living their purpose as well and living towards their goals, they're gonna see the you know, they're gonna see stuff about it so just to clarify for you heads that got a quick little uh, i don't know if i like that just let your life play out and see where you're at and this come back to this cast at some point you'll be like yo that was helpful you know what i mean yeah and i i, I totally under, i totally agree with that because a lot of people when i talk about it like i talked about it in one of my classes and people were like you don't think people look at you negatively with that with that kind of stuff and i was like honestly the people that understand it are the people that are going to understand it. Like yeah. The people that get it are the people that are going to be like, okay, cool. I get what he's saying. The people that don't understand it are the people that are, I don't want to say settling, but the people that are like, oh, okay. Like I'm cool with what I do, you know, like, right. And, and it's, it's honestly like, it's not for everyone, you know, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It's not. Right. Um, I forget what movie it is, but Vince Vaughn is, Ah, uh, what the hell movie is it? He's like, yeah, that's okay. I don't have to like everybody. Not everybody has to like me, and I don't have to like everybody. It's okay, you know. Right. <laughs> I think about that a lot because I am a people pleaser, man. So it's the struggle for me is with myself. Right. I and I, I, I want to make you happy, man. I want to make everybody happy around me. Sure, everybody's happy, but guess what? I end up sullen and I suck because I get frustrated and feel like I'm a loser. And two. I didn't get to work on anything I wanted to work on. Right. You and know? That's, like, that's like, how do I, how do I put it? I had this conversation with the owners of my salon the other day about like the whole Instagram thing. And like, I'm growing really fast on it. Like I'm about to hit 3000 followers. And uh, I had like 1100 when I started here. And um, I was like the amount of people that have unfollowed me since I've been here that were with me for the last two and a half years of my career that were like, you know, supporting me when I was doing regular barbershop stuff, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> people are talking, people talk a lot of shit now with the stuff I'm doing. And I love it because the same amount of people that don't mess with what I'm doing, there's just as many, if not more people that are loving everything I do. Right. There's a whole new world out there that I never knew existed that are like yeah okay we're about it um i understand that i understand that 100 percent. that what in my opinion what this world needs more of is people living like fully alive right like, like being fully alive and so when you're doing that you're going to change you're going to transform and you're going to piss people off you're going to crack some eggs that's all right um yeah man it's for the greater good yeah for the greater good you're doing good so there's still and, and, and i don't even know what i'm at i don't even know what i'm looking for with this question but it still boggles my mind at your age that you're what is it about you where you're like no my time's too important like <laughs> like no i'm worth this much because that's pretty grand like thought process 
for where you're at in life? Like, did, did was there like a turning point for you, like something that snapped in a place like that that somebody could learn from? I just, I personally have seen so much of what I don't want to be surrounded with at this point um, that I know what I do want, what I'm looking for. And like, honestly, Steve from the Barber's Den, he helped me a ton when like in the beginning I was getting no-showed. I, I texted him, I was like, Steve, what do I do? Because I lean on him for a lot of advice. Like, yeah. He's a big inspiration for me. He's a genius. Like he's great. Um, and he was like, just remember, they're paying for your time. They're not paying for a haircut. He was like, it's not a haircut. They're paying to take up part of your day. Mm, was, that's pretty good. Remember what your time is worth. I like that. And I, so I, I, I have having people like that willing to like offer their knowledge where he could have easily been like, nah, dude, like that's stuff that I keep to myself, you know, like, <laughs> but, but yeah. he was like, and I know the kind of person that Steve is, he would never be like that. But he was like, this is how you should do it from my perspective, take it and run with it however you want. And it just works, you know, and it was just like, we're now connected on that same wavelength of like, if someone's going to devalue my time, I could care less about the haircut they want if it's going to get 250 likes on Instagram. If you're going to devalue my time, I don't want you in my chair. I like that. Yeah, that's true. That's something that we have just at my shop have just really started to take hold of um, whenever somebody no shows because it's a little we, we, we run things a little differently here whereas it's kind of like there I, I run it's like blueprint yeah but it's like you're renting a franchise right so like you have to fit within this context of the chop shop like feel look and you know, um, I have everybody under one, but everybody has access to their own schedule, but it's all under one umbrella. So I can see how many cuts come in a day, week, month, year. Um, and I can just kind of look at, okay, this dude only did like six cuts today. Okay. That's interesting. I wonder why, you know, cause we're, we're more of a half hour, like get them in, get them out. Not, I don't know. That's, I hate that phrase, but you know, I right. like to, I, I'm a grinder, man. I, I'm trying to do 20 heads a day. That's where we differ. Like I, like, I get that, and I was like that like up until now. And my thing now is, like, I just rather work smarter, not harder. Like, I charge more. I do less haircuts. Like, as, as bad as that sounds, I'm not trying to be stuck behind the chair for 20 heads all day, every day. Like, I'm cool with doing nine haircuts at $30 a haircut, right. making my money being creatively free like the way i like to say it is like people don't come to my spot just to get a haircut like they people have to almost see because we're we're basically hidden like we're on a busy road but we're like set back from the road in the back of a business park and people aren't gonna aren't just walking in to get a haircut like they're right. here because they found me because they sought me out like so until it gets to that point, like I don't ever think I want to be doing twenty haircuts a day. Yeah, like, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. You know? It's not for everybody, right? And, you know that, and and it's like you said, neither one's right or wrong. It's just you know personal preference. Yeah, different, uh, stuff, different folks. Right. Uh, so with that said, we have you know we book stuff out for half hour or an hour, depending on what yeah. you're getting. And somebody doesn't show up, we, we're able now to click a little tab as a no-show. And so when somebody hits three no-shows, they're not allowed to book without putting in credit card information. So if they don't show up, right, we charge them. And that that fires people for us. Yeah. We don't, we don't even, like, we never see those people again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, so far, we've been doing it for, like, three months. Nobody's called up be like, hey, I'm trying to book an appointment. It's asking me to put in my, you know what I mean? And, right. And the people that, call in and don't show up we just say you know what i can't get you i can't make you today i can't make time for you um maybe one of the newer guys can take you and you know we'll let them deal with that because they need anybody they can get right um, and they usually don't want to do that and they don't come back either and so we've sort of just been saying hey on the same wavelength of what you're saying our time's worth something yeah we don't want to waste we don't want to be dickheads i'm not trying to be like nah man I'm not trying to big time anybody. Right. But, but realistically, three times is way more than enough. 
I mean, times. I think I think even like I I have a two strike rule. Yeah. Like, first first time like first time you no call no show. The next time you book, I need both both appointments paid for up front, like the last one and the the new one. And the second time, it's just I'm sorry, I can't I can't book you anymore. It's just not worth it. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Because look. We don't get uh, this is barber life, baby. This is it right here. This is exactly this encapsulates it all. We're not getting paid overtime. We're not getting 401k. We're not getting benefits. We're not getting health insurance. We need to make that happen for ourselves. We got to be all around pimps to get the stuff done right. So if we come off a little crass, if we come off a little, nah, man, my time's worth more than what you're giving me, that's why. Yeah. Nobody's like, there's no pension for barbers. 100%. 100%. We're creating ourselves. So just get ready to deal with Biz Barber. That's about his, his guap, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, no. what, that's what the whole industry's heading. Like, what you're doing, everything's heading, in my opinion. That's because that's like, you know, like I said earlier, it's like you kind of got the best of both worlds as far as style, uh, salon, barber, just everything working. All right. So let's, uh, let's shift gears here a little bit. I want to hear about this show. Um, I've been, you know, I keep up with you on social. Um, we chat here or there through text, but mainly I'm keeping up with you through Instagram. And and to see you say, "Hey, I'm going to be making these changes for 2019. I want to, I want to do big stuff." And then boom, like a day later, you're like, you know what? I'm going to the show. <laughs> yeah, going to um, California with so and so, and talk about that. It was it was kind of uh, kind of surreal. Um, I've always wanted to see that side of the country. I've never been over there. Mm. And uh, my friend who I, I talked about briefly in the uh, the last episode we did, who lives in Seattle, uh, the one I kind of I cut with at my first shop for a few months, he taught me everything I know. I still talk to him on the daily. Like every time I post a picture, I'll text him the picture first and be like, what do you think? What could I have done better? Mm. Uh, even like to this day. But I was on a, I was doing an Instagram live of like my last haircut of the night and he hops on on my live stream and like we were going back and forth on live and he goes am i going to see you in california and i said oh you know like i don't know if i can afford it like it's it's that's that's like a big trip to just book right now it's 10 days away um and then he was like nah you can afford it like find it find a flight like get out there you can stay with us like it's california bro like you're like what's a flight 400 bucks (laughs) i was like fair uh i'll text you later and uh he told me I could stay with them if I needed to. And I hung up the phone and I went to one of the stylists who I've gotten like super, super close with since I started here. And uh, I was like, hey, um, did you think about going to ISSE? And uh, like our whole salon is like Pulp Riot hair color based. And uh, she was like, well, a bunch of the Pulp Riot stylists have been asking me to come out. Like they want me to go there. Like Pulp Riot wants me to work the booth, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go look up flights right now. And I found a flight for less than 300 bucks round trip. What? Yeah, to, <laughs> from Boston to Long Beach. And uh, I walk over to her and I go, hey, so are we going? And uh, she was like, well, I have to figure out my kids, my husband, whatever. Like, I have to move clients. And uh, so I called her husband. Or, I, or she texted her husband to come in. And me and him were friends. And I was like, hey, what do you think of her going to ISSE? And he was like, I told her she should go. She's like, well, what about the kids? He goes, I'll take care of it. Just worry about getting out there. Nice. So in good two, man, we had like eight eight days to plan it. We booked flight, Airbnb, bought our tickets, like did everything, and just on a whim, just like went out from Friday to Tuesday. And uh, I was super anxious about it. I was like, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on in ten days. Um, I usually make a lot of calculated decisions. I don't really do things based on a whim a lot, like big things like that. Right. But uh, no, it's the best decision I've made, man. It was it was life changing, one hundred percent. So what is it? Uh, what do you know? What does it stand for? I don't know anything about this show. So ISSE is uh, International Salon and Spa Expo. Okay. So it's everything from the feet up. There's like skincare, like nails, hair, barbering, clipper companies, like everything. So I think over the three days that the show is like open. There's like 65,000 people that go through it. Like it's, it's huge. It's like the second biggest uh, hair show in the country. Wow. Uh, 
So, yeah, so my salon owner was uh, educating out there. And so we get in, we get to go backstage and hang out with all the Pulp Riot people. And I get to, like, you know, rub elbows with people that I never thought I'd meet. Like, uh, I met Julius Caesar, the barber, the wall barber. Oh, yeah. And he shook my hand, and I was like, holy shit, like, you know who you are? Like, like this is kind of surreal. And uh, the big thing for me was, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or anything, but, like, people that I look up to that I like aspire to like not only be at that level, but like be have a relationship with. Yeah. They walked up to me and they said, Hey, you're Trim Reaper, right? Oh yeah. You got recognized. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? Like, yeah, like that, that's me. But like, um, so now I came back with like, you know, a lot of people in my back pocket that I could go to with anything. Yeah. And, yeah. I realized that, uh, DG was going out there and uh, her being from mass and like being friends with like all the barbers, then dudes from when she worked there and like being, I only met her one time before then I just hit her up and I was like, Hey, if you need a model for the Babelist like stage, like, let me know I'm here all three days. And I was the first haircut on stage of the show. And DG cuts cut me on stage for Babelist. Absolutely. So now me and her um, have a good like rapport going on. I don't know if I should talk about it openly, but me and her are working on a collab class. Kind nice. Of keep that, kind of keep that under wraps a little bit. But, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do, um, yeah, do that. Do, I mean, you know, be, you know, do what you got to do on that. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, it's out there. We're talking about it. There's nothing set in stone yet, but it will happen sometime soon. Um, and then, like, going out there, like, I got a chance to cut backstage for a couple people that were going to be on stage the next day. And, uh, like, this dude comes up to me, and I've cut him, cut his hair here before when they model prep for a show in Boston. And he goes, hey, I have one clipper, a pair of scissors, and a razor. Like, can you give me a haircut? <laughs> and I was like, I can do what I can, I guess. I don't know. Like, And I just gave him, like, a little skin fade and 20 minutes backstage, and it was on, it was on stage the next day. And I, like, walked up, and I was like, holy shit. That's your cut. <laughs> like, that, that's me up there. Did you bring you didn't bring your tools out there, right? Or you did? No, nah, I I uh I thought about bringing like a like a real basic setup. Yeah. But I packed super light, so I didn't want to pack anything extra cuz I knew I was coming home with a bunch of stuff. Right. So I just did what I could, you know. That's so dope, man. Cuz I, I I I I'm putting myself in your shoes right now and I'm like, eh. I should probably bring these just in case, but no, I mean, what are the odds that I'm going to need to do a cut? And if I did, I could probably, yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and then, hey, can you do it? And then all of a sudden people know who you are and you're like, ah, right. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I don't have anything. Do I, should I run to the Babelist booth and buy a trimmer and a foil shaver right now? Or should I like, ah. do, what do I do? So I just kind of made do with what I had. And, uh, it was, it was kind of cool. I got to meet like a bunch of my favorite barbers and, and uh, like I said, I came back with a bunch of knowledge. I took some long hair classes out there. Um, I watched some color stuff go down. It was cool, man. It was definitely, it was definitely different. Sounds awesome, man. It was real I, different. I, I, you know, the more I hang, um, how do I want to wear this? The more I like talk to you, the more I talk with other barbers, the more I go to like classes and, and expos and things like that. You know, I've been talking a lot with Tyler Sullivan lately, and he just gets me all hyped up. You know, it's like, yeah. Like, are you gonna man. be? Uh, are you gonna be at that uh, New England Barber Social thing? So I didn't realize it's exactly when we booked my wife's birthday getaway. So I'm gonna be missing the first one after he and I spoke at length about it, <laughs> and I haven't even told him that yet. So yeah, he's, he's gonna well, hear it here. But I was gonna say there's uh there's gonna be something pretty cool with that. But we can talk off. We can talk off uh, off cast about that. Yeah, sure, sure. Something, something pretty, uh, pretty game changing. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. For, you know, I'll, I'm sure you about it and all that stuff. And I just got a triple check. I'm pretty sure we're leaving early morning on the 28th and coming back on the third. My wife um, loves the sun and the beach, and so that's where we're gonna go. Yeah, in Florida. Um, but getting back to tools and stuff, what do you? I always like to know this stuff, man. What have you been? Uh, what have you been using? Um, so I'm almost exclusively like Fabulous now. Yeah. Uh, I use the X2, the Ferrari one. Yeah. Okay. For like 90% of my haircuts. 
Um, I have the 1919 cordless seniors. Those are cool. I just modified it with a ceramic blade. I put the magic clip slide on it so I could zero gap it and just take out skin lines because the Babyliss uh, Ferraris don't get that close. Gotcha. Um, and then I run two Babyliss Flash FX trimmers, which I think are the best trimmers out there, especially with the new zero gappable blade. And then I have the Babyliss foil shavers and a cordless T outliner. Nice. Okay. Now, do you so you don't have any motorized? Um, no, no. Like, well, the Ferrari's motorized, right? The uh, the yeah. Well, so I have a detachable. I have the Octanes, but I don't really use them just because I don't. Um, I find that the Ferraris take down bulk well enough, and they're right. a little bit softer blend. Like my thing now is just getting the softest blends possible. Um, and I think that the detachables are really, really harsh. Yeah, they're they're more like a utility thing. Like let's, yeah, you know, if you're gonna dig a hole, you may as well go get a bobcat with a little attachment on it and dig that thing with the machine rather than get in there. Yeah, hundred percent. That, that's my little nudge on that. So yeah, I got, I, I go back and forth. Like, I'm I'm all I'm always wall, and I just that's just I can't get away from wall no matter what I try. Nothing feels as good in my hand. As the magic clips, man, that, that to me is the perfect clipper, the best thing ever made. I was thinking about getting a tattoo in my. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I talk about that in my class because I was using I was using the uh, the cordless seniors. I actually just broke mine, which uh, not too stoked about that because I don't make them anymore. But uh, everybody in my classes are like, "Oh, like what's the best clipper? What clipper should I get? What clipper do you recommend?" And I'm like, for the price, the quality of the the build, the quality of the blend you get, like everything magic clips hands down because for 70 bucks like yeah all of that in one package it's it's unreal oh wait they're, they're not making the cordless seniors anymore no they were uh like a super limited edition thing so you remember like they were like 150 when they came out yeah now if you go to find them you can't find them for less than like 260 275 oh wow so i one of my uh screws that slot uh holds the lever in is like fully stripped out and just won't go in anymore. Uh, so I use the 1919s now to take out skin lines, which uh, they're a good clipper. They're just super heavy. Yeah, they're heavy and they're loud. So that's the thing. Um, I switched over because I got the cordless seniors at the last CT Expo. My man gets hooked it up out of nowhere. And yeah. I, was, I was so pissed that dude was making me late. I'm like, yo, we have to. I kept texting, where are you, man? Like, I'm just going to let you go back to Massachusetts. And uh, so he comes out. He's like, bro, you're being rude. No, no, no. I'm like, yeah, man, I don't have time. I got kids at home. I got this, you know, that whole conversation. And then he's like, fine. I was, I was getting these. And he pulls out the seniors. <laughs> the seniors. He's like, there you go. I'm like, whoa, how much you want these? He goes, nah, man, for you, bro. I was, I was take, trying to take care of him. I'm like, I feel like a D. I'm like, oh, sorry. But anyway, I got them then, and they were, like, a little heavy. And then, like, I, so what I do is I run two pairs right so like the first half of the day i'm using one pair then i put them back on the charger take the other pair that's been charged yeah and, and switch back and forth and so when i'm switching from the seniors back to the magic clips to the seniors to the magic clips and that the weight was throwing me off and it's yeah like, i don't want to be thrown off at all i just want to be in my little dojo and just go and so i put them away but then the 1919 came out i got a stupid deal on those um Forget the Bowman Beauty, or it's called WB Barber now, I think. Or yeah, like Williamsport Bowman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those dudes, they had, on Christmas Day, had 25% off your whole order, or 20% off your whole order. Yeah. And, they, and they only have, they're, they're selling the 1919s for 175 Everywhere else is 225 right. So I got them pretty cheap. So I bought them. And so I was going with those for a while. But then, like, the other day, I was having an off day. I've been sick as hell. I was like, yo, I just want, like, I just want super familiar surroundings, so I broke up the magic clips again. I'm like, yeah, these blends are just popping out so fast. Like, yeah, it, it, and it's like, man, this is this is my this is my jam right here. But I always like to know what people are using because it it's just interesting. Because you know, I think the, if somebody says, "What's the right clipper?" I think the real answer to that is try them all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, try them all. I mean, Eric Clapton can play any damn guitar he wants and make it sound like Eric Clapton. Right, you know, I mean, you know, pick, pick, pick one that works for you. That's a for whatever reason, whether it's the weight, whether it's the affordability, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I just, I've, I now gravitate just towards the Babyliss, the Babyliss X two, 
thanks in part to DG. Like she used it on used it on me on stage and showed me just the versatility of it. Like she was point cutting with the clipper and like doing all the texture work with the clipper and, and like edged me out with the clipper and I was like, All right, I need to try this. And <laughs> first, That's pretty first good. cut with it. The guards blend so nice into each other, the blends are so smooth. I was just like, Yeah. Babyliss, so for being a model on their stage, they hooked it up with like a big discount at their booth. So I was like, let me get one of those, one of these, two uh, of these, four of these. And I just, I, I think I spent like four or 500 bucks at their booth and uh, just everything. Man, I don't think there's a, a company doing stuff better out there than ba- better and game, more game changing than Babyliss right now. I think you're right. I think I'm, I've been, it's been fun to watch them come up. Yeah. Right. So just like a quick little thing about me, like I've been waiting for a barbering to be like this yep. since 2003. Like mm-hmm. barbering was not talked about. It was not, there was no online forum for it. I couldn't find any, anybody talking about it. I couldn't. And then all of a sudden like 2011, 2012, all of a sudden bing, bang, boom, 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 boom. All these companies are popping up. And I remember specifically at one of the CT expos sitting in with a uh, Babylist class, Babylist, I hope you say it. And the the cat straight up saying, "Listen, we ignored you barbers for a long time. <laughs> so, right. Sorry, sorry about that. In other words, there wasn't money in this five years ago, but holy shit, you guys are making it worth it. You know what I mean? So, um, it's just been I've been watching so many different products come out, and it's just it's fun. It's a fun time in the history of barbering for me. You know, I think I feel super fortunate to uh, kind of have." come up come into it at like the, the peak of it you know like now it's just all readily available to me and i think a lot of people take that for granted yeah a lot of new barbers take i feel like take that for granted and they're like like i was talking to a kid the other day and he bought a clipper he's in barber school used it for two days and i was like no nah, i don't like this and i was like what don't you like about it he's like i, I don't know <laughs> i was like all right see you don't like it because you've read reviews of people saying they don't like it you haven't given it enough, enough of a chance like I think people take that for granted where like you didn't know about anything until you bought it and used it. Cause there was no reviews readily available. No. And there was nobody was... promoting anything. You just, right. you just, it's, it's like you said when, uh, like in one of your past episodes and you were like, Oh, like I bought the fast feeds. Cause like my favorite barber growing up used the fast feeds. Yeah. Then I realized I don't really like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, like now we can go on and be like, okay, what does this motor do that the, this one doesn't? What are these guards like? Who likes this? Who doesn't like this? And why? Yeah. And I feel like people kind of take that for granted now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always tribute everything back to music for me. Like when I was, when I started rapping and making music for real, like the, the producers I was working with was like, bro, you have it so lucky. Like you don't even understand, like, you can listen. You can find hip hop anywhere. You've been listening to hip hop like your whole life. But when we were coming up, <laughs> you had to go to a specific hood and try to find a show. And it wasn't on the radio. And it wasn't like nobody was like passing tapes back and forth. But right. you, you're in that era of that. And then it even blew up even more with social media. So, like, I missed that era a little bit. But um, same thing with barbering. It's like I'm like I'm not a hater. I'm not like oh you guys got it easy. Oh man. Uh. I'm like, yo, this is incredible. Like, yeah. you know how, many, how many people I can talk to about Barbara now? 100%. Like, <laughs> that's hell, because that's all I want to talk about. You know, that, Celtics, and, like, hip-hop. And that's yeah. it, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> it's dope, man. So, yo, this is like, a, like, we're coming up on an hour almost exactly. So, I don't want to um, try not to keep them too much longer than that. So, why don't you tell everybody your Instagram so if the uh, people out there don't know, they know now. Yeah, so uh, I'm on Instagram as at Trim Reaper with two underscores. Um, at the end, right? At the end, yeah. Okay. At Trim Reaper underscore underscore. Cool. Cool. And you will, you will always be posting about your next class, so anybody in the New England area. And, yeah. Uh, hopefully I try you can... To stay, I try to stay active. I, I, I spend, like, probably two or three hours on Instagram a day, whether it's in nice. between clients or at night. So I try to, like, even if people have, like, questions about classes or like want to book classes I, I tend to be try to make myself readily available for that good smart availability it's a very very key important thing of being successful i love it all right man well listen thank you for your time thank you for uh rapping with the old cat like myself man <laughs> yeah anytime and uh yeah we'll, we'll-
talk to you soon on here, but really, man, it's been fun to watch you do your thing. It really is from my end, and I uh, can't wait to see what happens next for you, man. Yeah, thank you so much. I honestly, like, I attribute so much of it to when I did the Beats, Brews, and Barbers. I really kind of, like, kind of, like, opened my eyes to, like, different different things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's I'm glad to hear that. That's what I want, you know? It's a small, intimate event, but... You know, I think you could really gauge what kind of uh, reception you receive. You know what I'm saying? Like you, uh, I don't know if that came out. <laughs> it's a long day for me. Yeah. Like you could like walking around and talking to everybody. I think at the end of that, you probably were like, all right, this, this is like what I want to do is widely accepted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I made some great, I mean, I made some great relationships with that. Like me and, uh, me and, uh, Brandon, like now we're, we're boys. Like he just texted me and he was like, yo, one Saturday, like I have to, I have to come up out after work and like get a cut and we can just go grab food or whatever. Yeah. If I hadn't cut him at Beats, Brews and Barbers. Like I wouldn't have that, you know, that homie and then I wouldn't know Nick through him. Like it's just kind of comes full circle, you know, that's it. That's it. It's all it's like-minded people, man. It's a beautiful thing. Oh yeah. Beautiful thing. But it really started with you reaching out to me and you boss to, to what you want to do, you know? So, yeah, you know, that that's very sad. So, all right, man. Well, listen, have a fantastic rest of your night, and I'll you catch up well. with you on the other side, all right? Oh, yeah. All right, buddy. See ya. Thank you, man. Bye.